The number one cause of sickness, disease and death on a global basis is no accident. Heart attack, stroke and other variations of cardiovascular events take the lives of 18 million people per year. That's 49,000 per day. About 39,000 of those are what doctors from the new science of physical health would call a premature. After having now taught 35,000 lessons on health and physical activity since way back in 1985, and I've spent the past decade interviewing, working with, and consulting with over 100 PhDs in disciplines like cardiology, oncology, exercise physiology, medicine, public health, molecular biology, and many more. I have converted their complex medical research into simple lessons we can all use so that you or someone you love or someone you're responsible for can have a lifelong linear decrease in the number one and number two causes of sickness, disease, and death. Let's have a look at how to do this in today's episode. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me back here at the next episode, the eighth critical diagram inside the PE Teachers Health Lab. So module number three, it's the purple module for looking at colors. Uh, the colors can be put together and it's called Adaptations. And this is a direct follow-on from the previous episode. So the title of the eighth critical diagram is Heart Rate Adaptations. I had a professor um, that I have uh, done some interviews with, read copious amounts of his research. He's, from, he's a long way away, I think over 16,000 miles away from where I live in Sydney, Australia. Professor Ulrich Wisloff. He is the head of, I think it's the Department of Cardiology and Medical Imaging at the Norwegian University of Science and Technology. He leads a staff of 55 people. Google Scholar ranked Professor Wisloff as one of the top four most cited people in the world as an exercise physiologist and cardiologist who converts medical research into usable content in the real world. and, and has what we call clinical validation. What that term means, if I because I, I, I use it very regularly throughout, like I've got my book in my hand, my brand new audio book, and we have like a 140-page printed supplement called Drive Up Your Heart Health, It Matters to Somebody. And the front cover is a picture of me and my son when he was a, a couple of years younger than he is right now. And you know, my heart health does matter to him because if you followed my story, throughout the new science of physical health and the PE Teachers Health Lab, you'll know that when I was 22 years of age, my father just dropped dead of a heart attack one morning when he was age 46, well, one afternoon, on November the 1st of 1989. Drive up your heart health, it matters to somebody because it's the number one cause of sickness, disease, and death on a global basis by a country mile. I don't know if you have that expression in the country that you live in. Because remember, this series that we're producing goes out to presently at time of recording, 85 countries and over a 1,000 cities. It's a lot of people. So back to Professor Wisloff in Norway, I was talking to him at one stage, like just an absolute genius in terms of medical research in the areas of exercise physiology and cardiology. He said to me, 
your heart rate pattern. You know the graph you've seen of heart rate? If you've got one of those smart watches or if you've got ever seen like a an athlete who has their heart rate on a screen and, and the pattern goes up and down on some on your phone and you see a graph, that's your heart rate pattern. So the title of today's episode and today's critical diagram, number eight, heart rate adaptations. Here's the learning skill. Your heart rate under simple load will adapt better with the correct dose of physical activity. Now, remember, these are five or so minute episodes, a bit longer, and I talked about the correct dose of physical activity in the previous episode. You have to deep dive into one of the modules of the PE Teacher's Health Lab where we've got 11 full-blown episodes about the correct dose of physical activity, both video and audio content and also written content. So let me tell you the diagram. Let me describe to you the diagram that's in front of me. You've got a line down the middle. On one side, you have a set of stairs. On the on the other side of the line, you have an identical set of stairs, and they're facing each other. And there are two almost like stick figures, a bit different than stick figures, but close to that, that are taking that are walking up the stairs. Underneath, it says on one on the on the left hand side of the diagram. If you don't have it in front of you. It says person A, 35 years old. Then on the other side of the line, so there's a line down the middle of the page on this diagram, and it's got person B, 35 years of age, walking upstairs. Then it has two icons of a smartwatch with a heart rate pattern in it. That heart rate pattern signifies that both of these people are walking upstairs, a good, like a long flight of stairs, not a short flight, but a long flight of stairs, and both of them are identical age, and both of them have a heart rate watch on their wrist, which is common. You can pick these up now that do a really decent job for like 60, 70 bucks. 100 bucks does a great job. You don't have to buy the fanciest piece of tech on the market. So above person A, I've got written down, heart rate walking upstairs equals 138 beats per minute on person B. Heart rate walking up, same set of stairs, same time, same age, equals 112 beats per minute. So person A walking up the stairs, 138 beats a minute. At the same time, at the same pace, another 35-year-old person is walking up the stairs at 112 beats a minute. What does that mean when it comes to you understanding Health adapt molecular and physiological health adaptations. That's structural changes in your blood vessel network and in your heart function, your heart muscle, and the ability for your heart to pump blood. What does that mean with these two differences? So, person A, thirty-five years old. Person B, thirty-five years old. So, example one. Now, this, this we're going to walk you through a few numbers, but follow along because I try and do this in a way which I would normally do if we were sitting face to face. Person A walks up a big flight of stairs and their heart rate, according to the heart rate watch, gets up to 138 beats a minute. Now, here's a formula. 220 beats per minute minus your age equals your maximum heart rate. So in this case, these two people at 35 years of age, 220 minus 35 is 185. If they were running up the stairs as hard as they could, their heart rate would get up to be about 185 beats a minute. That's their maximum, going flat out. 
So what you want to do is you want to work out the percentage of the ma- their maximum that it took to walk up the stairs for person A and person B. So let's work, walk you through this. Here's the formula. One, person A, 135 beats a minute, 130, uh, 138 beats a minute, divided by 185 because that's their maximum. Remember I said the formula is, follow along, I'll try not to go too quickly, the formula is 220 minus your age equals your maximum. So then you have a situation where you've got 220 minus your minus your age of 35 equals 185. I then take 138 beats a minute because I said that's what person A is, that's where their heart rate got to. I divide it by 185 and I times it by 100. I'm come to 74.5%. Let's round it up to 75%. Person A's heart rate got to 75% of their maximum. What did person B's get to? They were 112 beats a minute. Same formula, 220 minus your age. 220 minus 35 in this example equals 185. Then you do 112 beats divided by 185 beats times 100 to get the percentage. Person B only got to 60% of their maximum heart rate. Now, what does that mean in terms of your health outcomes, your capacity to drive up your heart health and have a linear decrease in your clinical risk or anyone you care about of a heart attack a stroke, or some other form of cardiovascular event. What impact is it? Why does this happen? One person's heart rate gets to 75% of the maximum. One person's gets to 60% of their maximum. I'll just tell you this outright. You want to be the lower number. You want it so that your heart doesn't have to pump as hard to walk up the same flight of stairs as someone else because that saying that your heart structure, function, and blood vessel network structure and function has better adaptations. Why? There's a terminology called oxygen demand. So physical activity results an increase and increase in the efficiency of oxygen transport within the body. By having the correct dose of physical activity, you lower your resting heart rate, and if you lower your resting heart rate, the heart pumps more blood with every beat. And that's in addition to other physiological changes that increases the oxygen extraction capability. So in a nutshell, what's actually gone on is that the correct dose of physical activity, then the only way to find that out that I've ever seen is to get the health impact software that we have inside the PE Teachers Health Lab because it tells you in real time, are you getting the correct dose of physical activity that will improve your blood vessel network, your structure? I won't go into all the structural changes and the physiological changes. We're not doing that here. But your the ability of your body's heart, your heart to pump more blood with a single pump that sends more oxygen out more quickly. If that happens, that your person B. If you have the incorrect dose of physical activity, I've seen people 
whose heart rate gets up to 95% walking upstairs. They have a massive oxygen demand because they have a very poor structure of their blood vessel network and their heart muscle. Can you change it? Absolutely yes, 100% yes. So your resting heart rate goes down as you complete more of regular physical activity, the correct dose of physical activity, just like a medicine. It's because it strengthens the heart muscle and it allows it to pump the greater amount of blood with each heartbeat. And more oxygen is also going to the muscles, which means the heart beats fewer times per minute than a person who has the incorrect dose of physical activity or no physical activity on a regular basis. So you're sitting there and you're citing yourself, well, I don't really feel like exercising today. I'm a bit pooped. I'm not going to go. Well, the challenge with that is you get negative health adaptations and you become person A. Walk up a flight of stairs, your heart is under a massive load. So that can be one of the mechanisms that down the track can be a trigger for a serious cardiovascular event. There's this other thing called your recovery heart rate score. The difference between your heart rate at the end of doing any physical activity and one minute after, walking upstairs, for example. So if you end a physical activity session, like walking up a massive flight of stairs, like um, doing some exercise in the gym, like taking a fitness group fitness class, with the software that we have available to do that as well in our PE Teachers Health Lab. If you end your physical activity session with a heart rate of 130 beats per minute and one minute after you stop, your resting heart rate has gone down to 110 beats per minute, your recovery heart rate is 20 beats per minute. So why is a good recovery heart rate important and what is it? Your your heart will recover quicker as you have better physiological and molecular health adaptations, better structural changes, improvements in things like the number of blood vessels you have and the diameter of the blood vessels you have. That actually happens if you get the correct dose of physical activity. A recovery heart rate of 25 to 30 beats in one minute, that's a good score. And If you are anywhere in the 50 to 60 beats per minute after one minute, that is considered absolutely at the top of the excellent category. Absolutely. It's important because it's commonly defined as a decrease of heart rate one minute after the cessation of physical activity. Now, listen to this. This is from a science journal from medical research. It's an important predictor of all-cause mortality and death associated with coronary artery disease. Now, I've done this example. I'm going to show you an example, walk you through an example I did at a a workshop years ago. I had a chair in front of me, and for two minutes, I I started the stopwatch, and I had my heart rate up on the screen. I projected my heart rate on the screen, my live heart rate. And for two minutes, I stood up on the chair and back down, stood up on the chair and back down, stood up on the chair and back down stood up in the chair and back down. And I did it for two minutes. At the end of two minutes, my heart rate was like 165 beats a minute. You ever try and do that? Do two minutes of standing up and down, up and down, up and down on a chair? Your heart rate just goes through the roof. 
because of this thing called oxygen demand. You need oxygen to your muscles. It's got to come from your heart. After you breathe it in through the air, it goes through your lungs, it goes to the heart, heart pumps it out. So because I have the correct dose of physical activity, one minute after I stopped doing that, I sat in the chair, this live audience watched me, and they watched on the screen as my heart rate fell from 165 beats and it fell down to 132 beats one minute later. And then they continued to watch because there is a two-minute measurement as well. They continued to watch. Two minutes later, it was back at 95 beats a minute. That means that my body it gets adapts really quickly getting back to normal. My normal resting heart rate, as I look on my watch right now, live right now, is 67 beats per minute as I'm recording this, okay? Two minutes after some really hard physical activity, my heart rate is going way back down. The incorrect dose of physical activity means your heart or someone you care about, that won't happen. So in this diagram, Critical diagram number eight, heart rate adaptations. It's the medical research is saying this, that it's an important predictor of all-cause mortality and death associated with coronary artery disease. If you don't learn all of the nuances that I'm talking about in creating heart rate adaptations, getting the correct dose of physical activity, if you don't learn the 18 critical frameworks inside the PE Teachers Health Lab and then go ahead and utilize the rest of our technology, you are going to be at more risk of coronary artery disease, heart attacks, strokes, and other cardiovascular events than the person who does. Because I'm not talking here about stuff that's wishy-washy. This is clinically provable that we can drive up your heart health and create a linear decrease in your risk and the people you care about or are responsible for of the number one leading cause of sickness, disease, and death, cardiovascular events. That was the case back in November the 1st of 1989 when my father passed away from this sudden heart attack when he was age 46. It's the case today as you listen to this on a worldwide basis, no matter what country you come from. And I've got over, I think we're heading towards 90 countries now that listen to this program. Hey, thanks for joining me. I've gone over five minutes, I know that, but I want to get in in a short version what this critical diagram is about and then we're going to talk about the next critical diagram that's coming up in tomorrow's episode, which I'm really excited about. It's called Turn back your body clock. More about that tomorrow. Thank you for joining me. I am in love with sharing this content and I'm a little obsessed with it. And I hope you can tell because I want people to live a fantastic life. I want people to not be at risk. That's the thing. Right now, way too many folks at risk and they don't know it. It's like, let's not get to the point where we have to go see the cardiologist and then get fixed up. Let's use the PE Teacher's Health Lab, my brand new book, Drive Up Your Heart Health, the audio book, seven hours of streaming. It matters to somebody. It's the subtitle. Let's use that. Let's make it happen. Thanks, everybody. See you at the next episode, Critical Diagram number nine. Bye for now.